G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Joining us in the studio is my good friend Stu Miller. Stu is part of a great ministry called Train to Proclaim. He's been a guest on 2020 many times and he's also been doing a bit of ministry in various locations across Australia and one of the places he goes into is Mind, Body and Spirit Festivals. Now, some of you may think, what's a Christian doing going in there? Well, they're going in to shine a light in the middle of a dark place. Uh, of course, in those places, there's crystals, clairvoyance, wellness products, psychic readings, all these kind of things happening. And today we're going to open a discussion about spirituality and new age and what do they believe and how do we minister to those who believe in the new age movement. Evangelist Stu Miller is the founder of Train to Proclaim, and he's going to share some stories with us today of uh, what he's done in the past ministering to those in that community. And we're also going to open the phone lines shortly if you'd like to have a chat or ask a question. Get ready to uh, call through soon. Welcome to the studio, Stu Miller. How are you doing, brother? Doing great. Thanks, Matt. It's great to have you in here, mate. Now, uh, you, you're glad there's no lockdown in Brizzy at the moment? You're feeling okay? I'm, I'm feeling good that there's no lockdown. <laughs> were, you, were you a bit nervous like we were this morning? Oh, I wasn't, wasn't too nervous. We've had it pretty good in Brisbane. I, I, oh, my heart goes out to those in Victoria yeah. and New South Wales, particularly in Victoria. Uh, longest lockdown in the world. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I was on a Zoom meeting the other day with uh, some pastors from around Australia, including a couple from Melbourne, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the ladies said the biggest struggle that she's finding in her church is the young mums mm. because they're home with their kids, you know, and it's cold yep. and they can't even go outside much, you know, uh, and the kids, you know, they're trying to homeschool and, oh, just imagine the pressure of that. Mm. And then, of course, all the businesses yep. uh, that, have, that have had a lot of pressure, yep. um, certainly uh, heartbreaking what's happening uh, mm. around our nation. But you know what? Uh, The research shows more people are open to a conversation about God than ever right now. That's right. I mean, because it's been devastating. Some people have lost their whole businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, the the, 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 um, mental illnesses, Mm -hmm. suicides are going through the roof. All these sort of things, you know, as a result of the lockdowns. Uh, Domestic violence has gone Mm. through the roof. Um, So people are desperate. You know, they're losing losing hope. And when they find out there's hope through Jesus, uh, that makes a difference. You know, yeah. it's the same sort of person that two years ago might have been like, hey, back off, buddy. You keep your religion to yourself. Mm. I'm not interested in this religion stuff. I've got it all. I've got my business. I've got my wife and my family and everything's going well for me. I don't need any of your, you know, your religion. All of a sudden, they're in a desperate situation. They're looking for something. And mm. uh, Jesus is the answer, as we know. Absolutely. And uh, when we can o- offer that hope and that light in a dark place, uh, you know, people are a lot more open to, to see, hearing the good news. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And a lot of people are searching, like they're Googling mm. uh, about yeah. prayer, about yeah. healing, about God, about, yep. you know, all sorts of things. And hopefully, 
they might come across a great website called traintoproclaim.com <laughs> and find the Gospel in 7 app. Yep. For those who haven't heard about it, tell us all about it. All right. So the Gospel in 7 is, a, is an app for Christians to be able to communicate the Gospel. We know that Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the Gospel, and uh, but it's a challenge to know how do you actually do that? How do you create an opportunity? And when you do have an opportunity, what do you say? What is this Gospel we're supposed to be proclaiming? And how do we communicate it without using all the religious jargon, uh, the Christianese that we use at church? You know, How do we communicate it to a non-church person? And so with that in mind, we, we've developed the, the, the app to be able to share one-on-one with, with uh, your friends, your, your neighbours, your, your family, your workmates, uh, even complete strangers on the street. It's very versatile. Uh, it c- helps you to create the opportunity, helps you to share a clear, articulate gospel presentation, and it has a challenge at the end. And it even has a follow-up. You know, If people want more information, they can put their email address in it, sends them uh, automated emails based on their response. There's six different endings. It's not just a one-size-fits-all. Uh, it's now in 15 different languages. One of the really cool things, Matt, about the language, I don't know whether you've seen this or not before, uh, but the, uh, the language uh, has a viewer language and a presenter language. Ah. And so instead of just you know putting it into Chinese and the whole thing turns into Chinese, which makes it effectively useless for me because I don't speak Chinese mm. and I can't read it. Uh, and you know it's great for the Chinese Christians, but uh, not for someone who's wanting to communicate with someone who speaks Chinese. So mm. um, if I'm sharing with someone and, and the English is a bit you know second language and uh, struggling to understand, I say, where are you? from and if they if one of the languages is there it's just brilliant because I can then say oh I've got this and and I put the viewer language in their language but all the menus stay in English all the presentation stays in English so I can still use the tool wow but all the main points are coming up on the screen and all the animation is all in their language mm-hmm. uh, which means that they're getting the main points so for cross-cultural communication just a brilliant tool what a fantastic idea! And yeah. you know uh, the language off the top of your head. Like, give us, give me the, the headlines of the main languages. Oh, the yeah. main languages. Yeah. Well, it's in Chinese. Yes. Uh, so is that like Mandarin or? Uh, well, interestingly, with with Chinese, um, uh, the written form is the same for Mandarin and okay. Cantonese. Yep. But there's two different types of written form. Oh, okay. And one doesn't relate to Cantonese, and one doesn't relate to uh, Mandarin. Okay. Yep, uh, yep. Either can, depending on which one you read, you can you can speak either language. Yep. Um, so we've got it in French. We've got it in German. We've got it in um, uh, English. Obviously, we've got Gujarati. We've got Hindi. We've got Japanese. We've got Canada. We've got Malayalam, which is a, a big. So did language. you say Canada? Canada, which oh, is, <laughs> not 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 Canadian. <laughs> Canada, he's, Canada he's the gospel, is gospel. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, Marathi, which is actually the tenth most spoken language in the world, million hundreds of millions of people speak Marathi. Marathi. Yeah, wow. N- uh, Nepalese, um, Odia, Punjabi, uh, Tamil, and Telugu. So um, fantastic. There we go. So uh, we've got quite a few Indian languages, um, India, Pakistan, mm-hmm. all those those uh, that part of the world. Because you got you got one point, you know, five billion people around that region that, wow. that speak these languages. So mm-hmm. we've um, and we've got four workers in India in four different states. So mm-hmm. we've uh, got a full time worker over there. So we've we've done a lot of work in India, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. We're wanting Matt. We want to have a hundred languages in the, and we're encouraging. If you speak, if you're listening here today, and you're keen on the gospel going out to different languages, and you speak another language, get in touch with me. I'd love wow. to hear from you because we've got uh, we've got Fiji and just been translated, mm-hmm. and we're about to put into the app. Bula, <laughs> bula, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. That's great. Now that's a great suggestion. Now, seriously, anyone listening that wants to help Stu and uh, translate it into their local tongue. 
Mm. It could see a massive harvest of souls to your, your own people group. So contact us here at Vision. Yeah. Give us a call, 1-800-316-316. Call through. We'll, we'll get your details. Or send us an email, admin at vision.org.au, and mm. we'll, we'll put you in touch with, uh, with Stu. And uh, Stu, is there a way you can do it over Zoom? Well, there is actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been because of the the, um, the pandemic. I've had to um, run Zoom courses. I've never done them in my life. I've yeah. always done live, and I love being in live in front of everyone. But yeah, uh, yeah I've done heaps of Zoom courses okay. now, training in evangelism. And if people want to be trained in evangelism, they can get in touch with us as well, and, mm-hmm. and we'll link you into the next uh, Zoom training. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as sharing the gospel yeah. with people over Zoom, you can actually, just like you can share your screen on yep. Zoom, you can actually share your phone. Okay. Uh, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, it's a lot easier uh-huh. uh, because there's actually a Zoom <coughs> custom little icon there when you go share okay. screen. It says iPad, iPhone, and you can click on that and you can either use it wired in or through the internet. Um, yep. if you, as long as you're on the same Wi-Fi, uh, you can just share your your screen of your iPhone through Zoom, and then everyone's seeing what you're seeing on your phone, and, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can literally take them through the G7. Wow. So when we're doing our courses, I I use that function all the time. That's great. If you do have an Android phone, there's a way of doing that as well, but it's a, it's a little you know it's not quite as intuitive. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Now we're going to get to our topic about uh, ministering to people in the new age in just a moment. We will open the phone lines uh, soon as well, but. Let me just ask you this question, Stu. So you know that I run this soup kitchen every week yeah. and we go out to homeless shelters and we share the gospel. Yes. Um, I, I do it a few different ways. So I do it one-on-one with people, mm-hmm. just asking people, hey, would you like some prayer? Uh, do you believe in God? Have you got any church background? Um, and then uh, that always opens people up or yeah. or people run off. <laughs> you know, um, I, always, the two. <laughs> yeah, I always just start real simple, real conversational, friendly, and every week, I'll see maybe five or six people come to Christ uh, on my Friday uh, run around five homeless shelters. It's an amazing time. Mm. Love it. And and I've got a team that are training up and doing as well. And we just try and – and obviously the food helps because you hand out food sure, and they're like, yeah, sure, sure. people want you know. Um, right. So I that's what I do. But then I've got another guy. I think you've met him, Pastor Oscar. Yep. Now, he's an old Italian, old school evangelist. Yep. So he says things to people like, if you died tonight, do you know if you go to hell or heaven? Yep. Uh, you know, have you repented of your sins? Like he used all the all the things that you know, um, that you know. When, when we teach people in evangelism, we always say, "Just be careful. Don't be don't be too preachy." Sure. You know, but he's preachy. He's in your face. He is yep. just so full on, and he talks people into saying the sinner's prayer so quickly and boldly, and and people just can't say no to him. Like he's incredible. He's got so much <laughs> zeal and passion. You know, and he yeah. sees probably. 15 people every week come to Christ through that method, you know. Mm. And I've said to him, look, mate, yeah, your method's a little different to mine. I'm yep. a little more laid back, a little more conversation, you know. But but if if you're bearing fruit, keep doing it. Keep, you know, it's an interesting conversation to have, isn't it, for it us is an evangelists conversation. Yes, about yes. the way we evangelize. And yep. you're, you're all about making sure you don't use religious lingo. Absolutely. And, and you yep. keep it as relatable as possible. Mm. Um, just speak to everyone listening right now. What, what's your advice about the best way to start mm. a conversation with someone about the Lord? Yeah, mm. I think sometimes we, uh, you know, I've been been out with people evangelizing, and I've I've seen that sort of approach, and <laughs> I've used a lot of religious jargon and 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 things, and 
I've, I'm a pretty good reader of people. I yeah. mean, I've done so much evangelism now that I can see from body language how people are responding. You can see whether they're sort of distant or whether they're engaged. You mm-hmm. can see whether they're getting it or they're not getting it. Yep. And uh, I mean, I was out with one person and they're, they're using all this religious language and there's a young couple and I, they're looking like, and I can tell that they're just mm. not getting it at all. Mm. We walked away from that conversation. And he, and the guy I was with, he was like, "Hallelujah, that was awesome! <laughs> Praise the Lord! I really got the gospel to them." And I was walking, and I was thinking, "What am I going to say here?" I'm not yeah. quite. I was, I was like, "They didn't get it, mm. mate. They mm. just didn't understand what you were talking about." And mm. and um and I've seen also that that the sort of high pressure salesman type approach where people have said a prayer, and I've sent sense the same thing. They're doing, saying that prayer because mm. you want them to say the prayer, not mm. because they're actually in their heart surrendering to Christ or whether they're under conviction or anything like that. Mm. Um, I don't want a prayer. I, I, I want a, a, a Christian. I, yeah. I don't want a decision. I want a disciple. Amen. You know? Amen. And, yep. um, and I know I'm, I'm not certainly not saying that no. you know with with your your friend no, uh, no. Uh, at all. I'm just saying that I think it's really important that we communicate clearly because understanding is so important and mm. and. Non-Christians don't, you know, who without a church background don't understand the same lingo that mm, we do. That's right, uh, and it's uh, it's it's so so important that we don't use our religious terminology because they, they just don't understand what it means. Yeah, yeah, um, and and even complicated complicated scriptures that we use. We, we you know, so many times I've heard evangelists say, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." What does it mean to yeah. fall short of the glory of God? I yeah. mean, most Christians can't give you a decent explanation of what falling short of the glory of God yeah. means. You yeah, know? that's right. That's a hard concept. Mm. Uh, what hope have we got of a non-church person mm. understanding that? Mm. Um, even, but you know, even if you take something simple like John three sixteen, which is much easier to understand than the wages of sin is death, or you mm. know, falling short of the glory of God. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Okay, so God's got a son, all right? Interesting, Jesus, all right? Now, whoever believes in him will not die. Okay, so if you believe in Jesus, you're not going to die. But hang on, will we say that one? Say, say that part again. Mm. God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not die or perish. So, hang on, what are you saying? Are you, you, but you're going to live forever, have everlasting life. So you're saying that if you believe in Jesus... You're never going to die. You will never die, but you'll live forever. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Now, in people's minds, they're not going to tell you this because you know this. Mm. People are polite. Mm. They're not going to say, you're an idiot, mate. Mm. You're bonkers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> they don't. They just sort of smile and they nod and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And, they, and they're thinking that you're thinking that we're saying that, that if you believe in Jesus, we're, we're never, ever going to die. Now, if that was true, there'd be 2,000-year-old Christians wandering around on earth. I want to find Peter, <laughs> Paul, and and uh, and Mary. You know, like, <laughs> find them all, you know, all the disciples. But obviously we're going to die. Yeah. But we understand as Christians that means it's not it's not not we're not going to it's not going to be forever there's mm-hmm. a, there's a resurrection coming we believe in the resurrection of the dead just like Jesus rose from the dead and our hope is in the resurrection that we will live forever with mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. but we will physically die uh, but we're not talking about our physical death so uh, yeah for us we understand it and, and it's just oh, of course everyone understands that but if you're not from a church background 
people aren't going to get it. They're mm. going to take it face value what you're actually saying. And mm. I think it's so important that we communicate clearly. You know, in the parable of the sower, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going yep. on here, yep, but uh, in the parable of the sower, it says, he who hears and understands will bear much fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. And it's interesting, it says hears and understands, mm. you know, um, because the people who don't understand are likely to, you know, uh, fall away. Yeah, yeah, so good, mate. I love that that parable as well. And and really, it all comes down to scattering seed. And yes. the thing is, there's been many times I've gone to share my testimony or share the gospel with someone, and I know I've totally botched it up, yep. but God still works. That's right. It, That's right. Yeah. It, it's almost like God does it in spite of us sometimes, doesn't it? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think, look, if you're listening today and you say, oh, man, I've been using John 3.16 yeah, all yeah. the time. Look, I, I used to as well. And, you know, and God can use anything. And he, right. can, he can bring revelation through his Holy Spirit. And mm. so uh, please don't think I'm, I'm criticizing. I'm just saying this is the best message of all time. Let's yeah. be the best that we can be at communicating yep. it and as clearly as possible. And and just let's think about the the, the words that we're using. Let's mm. think about the way that we're doing it, the way we come across, the words that we use, and communicate the clearest that we can. Absolutely. Now, we are yeah. going to open the phone lines shortly. If you've got any questions you want to ask for Stu, get ready to call through soon. And, mate, um, I know that you've been – doing these outreaches at these mind, body, spirit festivals. What does it look like when you go in there? Oh, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, like you say, they think, oh, a Christian shouldn't be going in there. That's of the devil. It's just, it's, you know. But it, it's, it's um, a whole lot of people who are spiritually, uh, um, you know, they're awakened to spiritual things and they are looking for something. Mm. They're looking for answers, and they're going to the tarot card readers and the palm readers and the clairvoyants and the all these people. I mean, uh, as you go around store to store, some of them are, are a little bit out there, you know. Like there's a you know past regression therapy stall, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you can just you can get you know regression therapy for a past life, you know, oh my past goodness. life regression therapy. And and I thought that was a wacko enough. And then I, I, I went went around further in, this, in the festival having a look around, and then I saw an inter-past life regression therapy. <laughs> uh, so you can pay $60 for a 20-minute consultation with him, and he can um, fix the traumatic experience from going from your past life to your current life uh, and get <laughs> therapy for that as well. So you can get therapy for your past life, the transition, and your current life. <laughs> Sixty dollars, wow! But it's a yeah. So there's a lot of people, but they they're looking for answers, mm. and the hope is in Jesus Christ. Mm. And um, we have that hope. We want to be a light in the dark place. We don't want to, uh, you know, stay away from places like that. Um, there's some beautiful people in there with uh, that are loved by God, mm. and God mm. wants to see them come to know Him mm. uh, and and come into the knowledge of the truth. Mm. So you set up a stool there. What do you guys yeah. do? Okay, so we've got a big sign up the back that says, Tell Your Future from the Bible, free 10-minute consultation. Ah. <laughs> and we actually take, take with people through the G7 on an iPad. Yep. Uh, I mean, various people come and help with the stall, so they you know might use a different tool, but that's certainly what I do when I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just people say, oh, free. This is a free consultation because everywhere else is paid, you know, uh-huh, like right. you know, paying a lot of money to yeah. for, for consultations. So we say, yep, ours is absolutely free, no strings attached. Really? When can I do it? Oh, we've got a spot right now if you like. Yeah. You know, and we sit down and we take them through the gospel message. And at the end, one of the, the final questions we ask is, well, if you were to die, you know, according to the Bible, where would you go? Mm. And so they would then say, oh, according to the Bible, I'd be on my way to hell. Mm. They say, well, that would be, a tr- you know, terrible for that to happen. Uh, you know, and then, of 
of course, we, we go from there. But um, So they're telling that the future is really told by the Bible. We, we know the future. Mm. But what a lot of people don't understand is they think, you know, the crystal ball, the tarot card readers, the palm readers, uh, they think the future is set. And, you know, someone can tell you what your future is going to be and it's it's not going to change. Mm, mm. Um, whereas in we know that the future isn't set. It's really dependent on the decision that you make. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So true. So, and it's like that old line, I don't look to the stars. I look to the one who made the stars. That's know? right. That's right. Um, you know, I actually led a clairvoyant to the Lord a number of years wow, ago. Wow, yeah. cool. I bet you never saw that coming. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we reached a really happy medium that day. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, that no. is terrible. No, seriously, oh, um, this lady came to Christ, and she was a clairvoyant. And then she started um, realizing it was all about money. She, you know, she was just sure. doing, you know, sure. palm readings to get money and all that kind of stuff, and tarot cards, and and yeah. so then she started just seeking the Lord, and the Lord would then give her prophetic words. Yep, and it's almost like she was using the counterfeit. Yes, and then God redeemed it. And she started to use the gift of prophecy and use it to glorify God, not to make money. So mm. it was fascinating to uh, to learn a bit of her uh, background uh, when she came to the Lord. So, um, yeah. so there's a lot of people in Australia that are connected to the New Age movement. A lot of people mm. um, are into crystals, horoscopes, all this kind of stuff, you know. And mm. you know, we need to uh, work out how we can connect with them. So we're going to open the phone lines today. If you've got any questions or comments mm. uh, on reaching people in the new age today, or maybe you've got a testimony, maybe you've come from the new age yeah. and you've come to know Christ, we'd love to hear from you. We've got Sue from Victoria. How are you, Sue? Oh, I'm fantastic today. Thank you so much. How are you guys going? Very good. What would you like to chat about? Um, I am from a uh, full-blood Jewish background, and when I was a kid, I uh, felt that I knew Lord. We only watched a couple of the uh, special occasions, and I always felt proud of myself that I was uh, never needing to rely on God, and I knew Him and how wonderful He was for creation. And that, and when I was about, oh, must have been about ten, one morning I woke up and um, there was a word that popped into my head. I'd never heard the word before, and the word was Ezekiel, and I didn't know if it was a real word or not. And um, and I think I asked. It wasn't until years later, I didn't know if it was actually a word. I didn't know if I'd made it up or what the story was. And it was only um, years later I discovered that, obviously, Ezekiel was who Ezekiel was. It's one of those fantastic prophets of the Bible. Um, But uh, I went through um, from believing to God to uh, turning my back on God when Dad was dying, going, well, God, if you really exist, save Dad. And Dad died, and, um, and I just, in my anger, turned from God and said, that's it, you don't exist. And I spent um, the next, oh, I don't know how many years um, not believing in God. And, uh, of course, I'd always, no matter where I was, who I was with, whatever was going on, there'd been an empty hole in my heart of sort of loneliness, disconnection, even when I was a kid. And, um, and I was trying to fill that. I went to the tarot. I went to the I Ching. I went to the spirit guides. I went to the crystals. Um, you know, at one point there was a magpie talking to me, you know. I was uh, going off those rails, you might say. And um, and all the time, all the while, I was desperately looking for my future in the I Ching. And if I didn't like what one serving of it said, I'd spin the dice again and look for another option, you know, and just trying to fill that void. Mm. And uh, at some point, um, after, you know, drinking scotch in the morning and smoking dope hopelessly and just at the bottom of the bottom and desperate loneliness... Um, somewhere in my professional career as a performer, I met my husband 
who was a believer and um, he never, ever pushed his belief on me. And I was, I, the classic thing of what is said in the Bible, you know, um, the the Gentiles will make the Hebrews jealous and that was exactly what happened in my relationship. I knew that my husband had a strong belief and he knew a lot mm. and I was kind of jealous of his stability and I remember we were in on tour in Tasmania one time and I said to him like a sort of petulant child, well, if I was going to believe in this God, what would I say anyway? And I kind of almost feel like I said it like that. And he said, well, why don't you find yourself, you know, in a quiet place at the right time and just sit and just sit on the beach and when it's quiet and everything's done, just say, Lord, if you exist, peel the scales from my eyes. So that night I sat on the beach on my own and I said it. And I sat there and I waited and I waited and nothing happened. I thought, right. And I had my dinner and went to bed. Next morning, you know that point where your mind wakes up but your eyes and nothing else has woken up, but your mind wakes up and you're just sort of lying there having just woken from sleep. Yeah. And I can't really explain this, but I could feel there'd been some sort of shift or rewriting in my brain. Now, that's going to sound completely harebrained, but I felt like something had changed. And uh, that was the beginning of my actually meeting God sort of one-on-one. And um, later on, following that... um, I think it might have been around one Easter, around 1997 or so. Um, I was watching an old film. Uh, was it was it called Matthew? Or was it by? It was by on Jesus, but it was by based on the book of Matthew. Yeah, probably the Gospel and of Matthew was, series. I mean, yeah, yep. I'd never um, opened a Bible in my life. In my mind, it was one of those Christian things, and you sort of like, you know, sort of I typecasted what a Christian was like. I'd never been in a church. Um, you know, no, no practicing thing, etc. You know, the real kind of, oh, you don't evangelize. It was a real horrible, arrogant pride in the way I'd been brought up. It was just abominable. Anyway, um, I watched this movie and I learned from the movie that Jesus was Jewish and I never knew that. I didn't even know that. And somehow learning that allowed me to start realizing that... Uh, it, it was absurd, and that's where I started to learn. And um, I was baptised, although at the time I really was. I shouldn't have been baptised when I was. They tried to prepare me, but, I mean, if I was to be baptised now, I'd be a lot better. Anyway, um, my journey has been that uh, I, um, I I don't if you, I don't know what... I always struggle. If somebody says, well, what are you? Like, I almost prefer to say I'm a believer because I'm non-denominational, I study the Bible daily. I don't just read it. I actually forensically study it. Um, it hey, Sue, I've just got, me. Sue, I've just got to jump in there. We're just about to go to the news, but I would love to chat to you more off-air about your story because it's a great testimony, and uh, I'd love to find thank it a bit you. more. So I'll just put you on hold there while we go to the news. Uh, but uh, thank yeah, you so much for your call today, Sue. Pleasure. Thank you. And we've got Tammy from Sydney. How are you doing, Tammy? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Have you got a question for Stu? Um, yes, I do. Um, it's about um, Islam. I just want to um, see what his view is, uh, Stu, what your view is. Um, like a comparison, I see like lots of similarities, um, you know, with Islam and, you know, Christians um, with the two um, beliefs. 
And but it just sort of seems that everybody's really opposed to one another as if, as if you know, they're too different. But I see lots of similarities. I just want to see what your view is in regards to this. Um, sure. You know, what do you see that's you know, quite similar and why mm. do you think the two religions are really against each other when, you know, you've got so many similar things? Sure. Um I mean, I've got a, a document at home that's got uh, 50 different scriptures from 50 different religions that essentially say the same thing about, you know, doing unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And, and there's many different, uh, you know, religions that have got a lot of truth in them. But the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's um, all the religions are also mutually exclusive in that they're saying completely opposite things as well. Even though there is similar things, uh, there's a lot of opposing views and with Christianity the main thing is is about Jesus and who Jesus is so even though Judaism Islam and Christianity all uh, have the same roots as such you know looking at the Old Testament and the creation of the world and believing in the one God who created everything uh, that's similar Mm -hmm. but who Jesus is is where we 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 um, um, go go apart uh, Jesus, um, as, as a Christian, we're a follower of Christ. <laughs> and yes. we believe that Jesus isn't just a human being. He isn't just a prophet. Like Islam says that Jesus is a lot of prophet. they got a lot of respect for Jesus. They believe that Jesus was a prophet, but they don't believe yes. that he is uh, God coming down to earth in human form and dying for uh, mankind, you know, paying the price, pay, being punished in our place for the things that we've done wrong, to make it possible for us to have relationship with God, to be reconciled with God, and to to uh, live with Him forever. And uh, that is the essential difference, is the, the the heart of it. Now, Islam does have a, a big dilemma, though, Tammy, because they say Jesus is a prophet, and if you ask them, does does prophet speak the truth? I'd say absolutely. And of course, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me." So you've got to ask the question to someone who believes in um, uh, Islam: Are you going to follow Jesus? Do you believe he's the way to the Father, to God? And they'll say, "No, we don't." And they say, "Well, so is he lying?" Oh, no, he's not lying. He's not lying. They've got a lot of respect for Jesus. They will, they will never say that Jesus lies. But you can't have it both ways, Tammy. Either he's telling the truth and we should follow him, or he's lying and therefore he can't be a prophet either. So it's a little bit of a – do you understand the dilemma there? Um, yeah, yeah, so, so – Maybe it could be because, you know, I don't know, obviously, from, you know, which group that plays it in. Um, I don't have that much knowledge, but sure. I'm guessing it's just lied down to maybe them believing that he did not say such thing, maybe. The same. So maybe that's what it is, not that he's lying or anything, that maybe that is not a word that was said by himself. Maybe that's the belief. Um, yeah, I don't know that they deny that Jesus said that. Um, I haven't, any uh, Muslims that I've spoken to, I, they've never denied that. But um, it yeah. is very hard for them to reconcile those two things. But the, essentially the d- difference, and you wanted to know mm-hmm. the, a bit of a comparison, yeah, but- that the, the key thing is Jesus. And the love that Jesus has for us in laying down his life uh, is very hard for a Muslim to understand because in the Quran, uh, God is pictured um, is a very distant, judgmental sort of a God. And um, I've done a study of, of the Quran, for example. I've, I've looked up the word love. And in the Bible, there's over 600 mentions of the word love. You know, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. God, for, you know, my favorite scripture, Romans 5 8. You know, for, uh, God demonstrates his love towards us. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. 
God is laying down his life. He's giving everything up for us out of his love for us. Um, in the Quran, there's only 51 mentions of the word love and 25 of them uh, are God does not love the person who does this but does love the person who does that. So 50 of those mentions are in 25 verses in the Quran. God loves the person who does this. He he does not love the person who does this. So it's really about what you do and don't do determines whether God loves you. Whereas in Christianity, God unconditionally loves you. He loves you whether you do right or do wrong, whether you stuff up or don't stuff up. He loves you because you're made in the image of God. You're loved by him and you're precious to him. Uh, whether you you know follow him or not, he still loves you. Now, obviously, we've still got a responsibility to put our lives right with God, and he's made the, a way possible through Jesus Christ dying for us. But that love is always there. So there's a very diff- big difference in, the, in the, the view of God and who God is, rather than being a, a you know an angry uh, you know man with a big beard in the sky, like a lot of th- people think of God with a big cane, just can't wait to punish you and judge you. Uh, Christianity's perspective is God is a loving father, someone who cares okay, about you. Um, before I let you go, I don't want to take away everyone's time. Yeah, that's all right. But does that make sense, Tammy? Yeah, it does. Um, I just want to say, just based on what you were just sort of saying now as well, so, I um, mean, you spoke about resurrection not too long ago. So, yep. is there like, um, so with your judgment day and things like that, so there's going to be like no punishment or something? So, you were just sort of basing. So you know that God does love everybody for who you are, what you do, but you're still going to get punished for certain things that you did because you're not supposed to do it. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of people confuse love and and judgment uh, or justice. Um, God is a God of love and he's a God of justice. Now, if someone were to murder someone that you loved and cared about, and then you know there was a huge police hunt, and they caught the murderer, and they brought him to court. He pleaded guilty to your relief and your family. But then the judge just said, "Oh, well, I'm a loving judge. I'm just going to let you off," and then just lets the murderer off. I, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't be very happy, <laughs> uh, because there's a sense in us would say that is wrong. There's got to be justice, and in the same way, each of us have broken God's laws, and rightly He should punish us. Um, and there is going to be a, a day of judgment coming. There is a, a consequence. We are going to be accountable for our actions. But you know what? God doesn't want to be our judge. He wants to be our friend. He wants to actually uh, forgive us. And that's why he gave up everything by sending Jesus to come and die on the cross for you and for me. And that's an amazingly yeah. loving thing that he's done. He's made a way yeah. possible, but we've got to respond to him, Tammy. We cannot just say, oh, well, you know, you know, God loves me, it's going to be okay. No, it won't be okay unless you put things right with God. There's got to be a response from our part. Yeah, no, I just, I, when you've done a comparison between, you know, like the two gods, um, yes. it seems to me that both pretty much, you know, it's just different wordings, both pretty much saying the same things. There's rules. You know, you do this, you go to heaven, you do that, you go to hell, or, you know, you're punished or you're rewarded. So uh, with whichever yeah. God you go through, that's pretty much what that comes down to. And both are trying to put, you know, both are, you know, people on the right path, if you sort of look at it. Is that correct? Um, I would say no. A, a big difference between Christianity and every other religion, it's not, it's because it's not based on our works as to whether we can get into heaven or not, because we can never be good enough. You know, it's a little bit like a murderer saying to the judge, you know, yes, I'm guilty, but I've helped old ladies across the street and I do meals on wheels and I've done, given a lot of money to charity. So, 
surely that outweighs my murder. You know, um, unfortunately, a, a, a judge would say, no, no, it doesn't. I'm actually not judging you on the good things you've done. I'm judging you on the law that you've broken. And similar with God, if we break God's laws, he has to be a just judge. He can't just let us away with it. But So there's got to be a punishment, and that's the difference between Christianity and every other religion, is instead of saying, you've got to shape up, you've got to you know, do everything right, and if you don't, you're going to hell, Christianity is saying, I know that you haven't done everything right, you've broken my laws, you rightly should be judged, but I don't want to, I love you, and I'm going to do something for you that's amazing. I'm going to pay the punishment in your place. And that's what Jesus did by dying on the cross. That's the difference between Christianity and every other religion. Most religions are uh, you striving to please God and, and to man trying to reach God, but Christianity is God reaching out to man and offering oh, okay. this no, love. Okay. I think we have to sort of like, yeah, no, that's okay. Obviously, you know, everyone's got their own opinion because I think, you know, with sure. some other, not just some as well, you know, like there's punishment, but it's not like a, you know, a dead end street. You know, you get punished for your sins. But then, after you punish me, you know, you do receive the rewards and go to heaven for all your other stuff that you've done. Um, but thank you so much for your time and um, good luck. Great to meet you, Tammy. Thanks thank so much you. for calling. Bye. Hey, Tammy, just before you go, are you there? Oh. Yes. So, Tammy, you, you mentioned to me off air that you love AM radio and you've just been searching around and you found Vision on the radio. Um, I'm, yes. just, I'm just curious to know, what do you like about Vision Radio? Why do you listen to us? Oh, uh, it's the first time I've tumbled across you guys today. Okay. And, um, yeah, I listened to, you know, lots of, you know, AM, so that's the first time I've come across you guys. And, okay. um, Wonderful. and, you know, so I'm open to, you know, all sorts of different religions. I'd love to, you know, you know, read a bit about this and that, you know, whichever beliefs it is and things like that. So, yeah, so when today, awesome. we know, and, um, you know, religion is something, you know, that I sort of look up to a lot as well. Great. And, um, so, yeah, so and I love to see, you know, what people believe and, you know, you learn something new every day. You so, do. Well, Tammy, yeah, I just yeah, wanted to—I right. just wanted to say to you, you know, like, um, I don't think it's a, an accident that you stumbled across Vision Radio today, and that you heard yeah. this conversation. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people around Australia listening right now, and I can That's tell right. you, they're all—they're all going to be praying for you, Tammy. Okay, you know that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> God bless you. Thanks Tammy. for your call, and make make sure you keep listening and call us up anytime, hey? Thank you. God bless. Thanks. Bye. And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. Maybe you're like Tammy and you've just stumbled across Vision Radio and you'd love to call up. We'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are open. Uh, We've got Stu with us for another seven minutes. So if you want to have a chat, maybe you've got a question or you want to share your testimony, give us a call, 1-800-316-316. And uh, why don't we um, just uh, go back to the topic uh, here, Stu. So we've been talking about uh, the difference between the new age beliefs mm. and who Jesus is. Yes. And the, the thing is, with the new age religions, uh, new age beliefs, they would say many roads leads to God. Yes, absolutely. It's a very common thing. What, yeah. what, what do you say to people when they say, oh, I, I can get to heaven through all these other ways. I don't mm. have to go through Jesus. What do you say to people then? Mm. Yeah, it's a very relativistic um, pluralism is basically what it is where you know many paths lead to God it doesn't matter which path you choose but they all end up there um, even though they're all slightly different um, unfortunately when you actually study religions you'll find that the, the differences um, are actually massive you know that I mean for Christianity we say you cannot get to heaven through your own good works mm. uh, there's nothing you can do that to wipe out the sin Jesus has done that for you. 
Uh, whereas in other religions are saying, if you do this and you, and you go through these rituals and do this and don't do this and whatever, and if you strive and if you're good enough, you can get in there, which is complete opposites, actually. Of, mm. you know, and so when you've got complete op- opposites, you've got mutually exclusive beliefs that actually can't all be right. Now, I, one of the things that I took a lot of people through at the, at the Mind, Body, Spirit Festival is um, there's three major worldviews in the world. There's, there's um, uh, atheism. The belief that there is no God, uh, monotheism, uh, which is the belief that there is only one God, and the belief and polytheism, the belief that there's many gods. And you know, to say that everyone's right is a little bit, you know, ridiculous in the in the sense that I don't, I don't want to mock it at all, but I, I just want to say that you can't have it both ways. Mm. You know, either there is no God, one God, or there's many gods. Mm. One of them has to be true, and the other two have to be right. Because if there's no God. There cannot be only one God and there cannot be many gods, obviously, because mm. there's no God, mm. if that's the truth. When it, and if there is only one God, then there can't be no God. That's got to be wrong. And there can't be many gods because there's only one God. Mm. Uh, but if there's many gods, then there can't be no God and there can't be only one God because there's many gods. So whatever is true, you've, you've got to put a foot in, in one of those camps. And unfortunately, you know, it's a very... Loving and you know gracious and congenial thing to say everybody's right, but unfortunately, you know by saying that you're really saying this makes no sense at all, mm-hmm. and complete opposites can be true, and they just can't. Uh, another another illustration I like to use um, is I say to people, look, you know if, if both of us um, climb to the top of this building, and I didn't believe in gravity, but you did, and we both jump off the top of the building. Now, that's a long way up this building, right? Mm. It's, it's high. You're mm. possibly going to die or you're going to break your legs or something. But I'm not going to have anything happen to me because I don't believe in gravity. I'm just going to float around, right? And, of course, the person looks at you very strangely and goes, no, you're going to fall as well. And so it actually doesn't matter what I believe. Only what is true matters. And the moment that we die, it actually doesn't matter what religion we believe in mm. or worldview we have. The moment we die and we face Almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, we will know the only thing that's going to matter is the truth and what we did with Jesus. Because it's not about you know following a religion. Because, Matt, I could make up a religion. You could call it stewism. <laughs> <laughs> I could write a book of many wise things, and I could even convince people to follow it. But it doesn't mean it's true. Mm. And most religions are written by a human being. The, the difference, I guess, with Christianity is we're saying, well, no, the, the Bible was inspired by God. It's a, it's a love letter from God to us. It's more than just a human book. It's written by God himself, and he's revealed himself to us through mm. the Bible. Mm. Uh, and, and that, you know, he's made a way through Jesus to, to come to him. And that's, this is his way. So you've got to reject your own way, any other religion's way, and follow Jesus Christ. Because, you know, imagine if you were God and you'd made a way for people to be forgiven. And then they say, oh, no, no, I'm going to make up my own way. Or I'm going to follow this, this person's way or mm. this, this person's book, this person's religion. And you're like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. it's a good <laughs> but point. God, God has made a way for us, and mm. it's through Jesus Christ and Absolutely. his death on the cross. And we need to make a commitment to turn away from the wrong things in our lives and follow Jesus with our lives, surrender our lives over to him, invite him into our lives. And, you know, you can do that anytime you want. Mm. You don't need to be with a Christian or, uh, you know, praying a sinner's prayer as such. You can do. You get on your knees in your bedroom where no one's looking, and you can say, Jesus, I'm sorry for the things that are wrong in my life. I want to be right with you. 
I want you to come into my life. I want to surrender my life over to you. I want to follow you with my life. And if you do that, you'll find that you'll experience God. Uh, you'll uh, experience forgiveness and you'll know a peace within you of being forgiven and being right with God and your life will never be the same again. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned the sinner's prayer and, of course, people like Billy Graham yes. have, uh, you know, traveled the world and asked people to pray the sinner's prayer and there's absolutely yep. nothing wrong with praying the sinner's prayer. Mm. But I've I've heard of many people that have just prayed the prayer, God yep. save me. And God that was it. Me. <laughs> that's, yep. that's it. It's a simple just crying out to God and starting that relationship with him. That's what it's all about. And now, Tammy had an early one, uh, you know, about being on the beach and yeah. saying, take the scales off my eyes. Yeah. Maybe that's you today listening and yeah. you're saying, well, show me the truth. Just, mm. just pray that. God, show me the truth. Show awesome. me who you are. Mm. And uh, I believe God will. So good. Now, Stu, if people want to contact you, yep. uh, they can go to your website, traintoproclaim.com. That's right. Uh, there they'll find the links to the Gospel in 7 app. Yes. And that app is also available at app stores. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Just type in G7, G for Gospels, and the number 7, and you'll see it. It's a blue icon. And, uh, yeah, get it on your phones. And I know that you love to uh, preach at churches Mm -hmm. and schools and youth groups and whatever as well. Prisons. Um, I've had you come to our soup kitchen and our church, you know, and uh, we we love uh, uh, your, uh, you know, training that you give as well. Mm -hmm. If people want to book Stu, um, wherever he can travel, he'll go. Yep. <laughs> Whenever the borders are open, he'll go. That's right. Uh, and uh, I encourage people to, to really uh, get behind this wonderful ministry, traintoproclaim.com. You'll find all the info there. Uh, God bless you, Stu. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.